This week, the top of the world highway into Chicken, Alaska, the cutest little town I think we've ever visited. But we actually are entering Alaska on this leg of our Baja to Alaska adventure, plus some great holiday roads and destinations for you RVers out there. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Now that it's getting cold out, layering up for warmth is more important than ever. If you're doing something active like snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, or hiking, a good rule of thumb is to start out dressed like it's 10 degrees warmer than it is. So once you start generating body heat, you won't get overly hot. Then layer up or down as conditions require. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 299 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. Uh, there is snow on the ground for the first time, and uh, I'll get to that a little bit more in my fresh tank. Uh, <laughs> but we thought this would be a great time to start an episode out with talking about some holiday destinations for RVers. So not all of us are very keen on going out in our RVs when it's cold, but there are many warm places out there and there are lots of people that do like to brave the cold in their rv even if they can't use some of the plumbing absolutely and this is a really festive time of year no matter how you celebrate as we start to close out 2023 so i'm really excited to talk about some of these locations because i think maybe we need to visit one or two of these next year and in fact we have some friends who are spending Christmas in one of these destinations as well. We do. Uh, both of these articles uh, that these are coming from are on the RV Trader website. RV Trader is a great place to find used RVs and new RVs listings. It's basically the listing central place for RV sales on the internet. There's really nothing in comparison anymore. And uh, we'll share both of these in the description. So if you want to check them out, we're not going to share all of the destinations that are on here. We're just going to pick a few. So this first article is five of the most festive holiday roads in America. And the first one is 34th Street in Baltimore, Maryland. And this is how they describe it. Miracle on 34th Street is a bona fide classic for Christmas movies and the name of the seasonal event in Baltimore, inviting everyone to an ongoing block party with a lighting parade, holiday performers, and special vendors. Located in the Hampton neighborhood, 34th Street is aglow with light displays and adorned with creative decorations like a Christmas tree made out of hubcaps and a Hanukkah house. Park your RV nearby and bring along your family for the annual tradition now in its 74th year. You shared a reel the other day on our, our wandering family social media about mm -hmm. our visit to sort of the downtown Christmas tree lighting in Moline, Illinois. 
Yes. Are you about to start talking about my fresh tank or would you like to wait until we get to the fresh tank? Well, I was just going to say that somebody <laughs> commented that they thought only that that stuff only happened in Hallmark movies. Oh, that was Jen. <laughs> Jenny said she <laughs> we looked like, yeah, she said we looked like we were in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> or if that's an insult. But I was I'll, one who devours I, I Hallmark a movies. A lot of these feel like they could be on Hallmark movies, except there will probably be more than eight people in the town square for the Christmas tree lighting. Yes, absolutely. And, and the also, mayor's address will be televised. Yes, also, yes. The, the governor's Christmas Day address will be televised. It was a recent Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's the thing. These are gonna there's gonna be too many people here, and there is not going to be big town girl small town guy situation and a Christmas tree lot that needs to be saved. Always something needs to be saved. <laughs> so the next one on the list is actually one that I have a little bit of regret. We didn't drive into Los Angeles to see and this is Candy Cane Lane. So for any of you doing maybe a California Palm Springs Christmas this year, hanging out for the winter in that area, I mean, consider driving into Candy Cane Lane in Los Angeles. They've been doing this since 1952. Yeah, it happens on, I'm going to mispronounce this, Lubau and Oxnard Streets, illuminating the Woodland Hills subdivision of Los Angeles every year. Houses deck the halls with bright bulbs and magical displays that brighten things up with holiday cheer. Stick around for festive events, which include an appearance by Santa and carolers singing Christmas oh, classics. So it's a little, there's some warmth that doesn't have to be a cold place. You had me at Christmas carolers. That's the thing I think that is missing from the bulk of holiday festivities. Like just carolers in general. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas songs. There are lots of wonderful holiday songs out there that don't have anything to do with Christmas. And I just... I think like that's always what's missing because I want to get up there and sing with them. Like I want the little booklet, you know, that they hold and put, <laughs> maybe put a little bonnet so on I, me. Basically, I just want to be in a Dickens like so Christmas. I don't know if you know, but I, I, I did that one year. Of course you did. Like legitimately. So when I was when I was doing community theater here, mm -hmm. uh, we the the theater Quad City Music Guild, we went and had we did caroling. <gasps> Um, as like fundraisers. So we were like going to the mall and going to different places. And there was like eight of us or so. And I, I, I had. What, what I, part did you say? I was wearing bass. Oh, okay. I, I was wearing a silver, Stop it. silver <laughs> tuxedo and top hat. <laughs> so silver tails, silver tails. Where? are the photos. I don't think there are photos. Oh, there I are photos there somewhere are photos. out there. I got to get a hold of Quad City Music Guild. Somebody <laughs> has got something. Do you know if this is still happening? I'm asking for know. a friend. I don't know. I don't know because I, it was fun. Mm, it was actually okay. really fun. Uh, the, the next one is another warm location that you can visit in an RV, December Drive in Santa Claus, Georgia. A fun destination filled with nonstop novelties at this time of year, Santa Claus, Georgia was incorporated in 1941 with an intersection of streets like December Drive, Candy Cane Street, Noel Street, Reindeer Street, and Rudolph Way. Santa Claus City Hall was for part of this planned small town sitting at 25 December Drive where you can send postmarked Christmas cards to family and friends. While you visit, check out the Christmas gift shop and museum and peaceful and picturesque chapel decorated with garland and bows for Christmas. Can you live here? 
I, and I, why sorry. hasn't a Hallmark movie taken place in Santa Claus, Georgia? I, I don't know. Georgia's got some good tax breaks for filming. So I, I know assume, they do. I assume, like, I assume that, that's, that's you know, the primary function when, when Hallmark decides yeah. where to go. Listen, they're like, how, how cheap can we get these snow machines for this year? So there's a couple more on here. I, we shouldn't read them out because I yeah, know yeah, we yeah. want to get to um, this Christmas other. Towns. But there were a couple more mm-hmm. places on that list that are drives. So like Jason said, this and what we're about to talk about will be at rvmiles.com slash 299. Side note, 300 next week, very Jay. Close, very, very close. We got to, you know, we'll have a bit. We will have to forget about it something. until five minutes before yeah. we record, yeah. and then we'll try to do something festive for it. <laughs> uh, so this next article is that it's on the RV Traders website, but actually comes from the folks at FMCA, our good friends uh, for a long time. Uh, with the podcast Family Motor Coach Association. Uh, it's a it's a great organization for RVers to be involved with. If you just want to become a member just for their emergency evacuation uh. service, we always recommend that because you, your $70 a year, I think, is their membership rate. And it includes, it includes emergency evacuation insurance, which will get you out of the middle of nowhere if you are injured or, or something way out beyond ambulance service, right? A helivac helicopter can cost you like $30,000. Yes. It's a $70 a year is a good trade-off. Yes, it is. So take it from us. It's a wonderful service to have if you're out on the road. So the first town on, on this list, this is a list of the 10 best Christmas towns in the USA for travelers. Uh, the first town I want to mention here is Leavenworth, Washington. Yes, that's where our friends Jamie and Clay are currently spending their winter. And in fact, they're sharing a ton of stuff over there right now yeah. about Leavenworth and Christmas Town. And you can go see it over at Getting Out of Normal. We will put that in the show notes as well so you can go over and see what they're up to. It looks so festive apparently it's very uh bavarian yes and you you've got lots of lights and lots of smells and carolers and mountain views with snow uh we are going for sure in the future this is right up my alley next up is oldenburg indiana Okay. Hey, that's not far from us, maybe. (laughs) Established in the early 1800s, this German village is the perfect place to grab a bite to eat and shop. It's closed for most of the year, but opens for visitors during the summertime and holiday season. Oldenburg has reindeer breweries, breakfast with Santa, and more. Oh, we should see how far that is from us. Go up there for the day. That would be so much much fun. Anywhere in Indiana, I mean, we would probably have to overnight, but. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Take the RV. You can do uh, overnight in the RV. Oh yeah, that yeah. (laughs) I would. (laughs) Park City, Utah. We've uh, we've had friends that have completely Mm -hmm. wintered in an RV in Park City, Utah. Even though it's very snowy, the weather is somewhat mild compared to where it gets like deeply cold yes um but it it's still obviously it's below freezing because it's a big ski town yes and if we can talk about deeply cold that's on this list i do think we cannot get away without mentioning north pole alaska and that is on the list i don't think we're gonna rv to north i don't know i think the north pole is probably very specific for those who live in alaska But having been to North Pole, we visited, and we'll get to talk about that in a future Alaska episode, 100% I could see why you want to go to North Pole, Alaska during the Christmas season. 
Uh, another place that a lot of you are probably near if you are wintering in Florida, you can hop on up to St. Augustine. Oh, uh, St. Augustine. And uh, the so their description here is if you aren't somebody who wants a white Christmas, but you still want holiday cheer, head to St. Augustine. They have annual Knights of Lights festivals running nightly through January 28th that boasts impressive luminaires that will transport you to a simpler time. This charming Florida town also offers horse-drawn carriage rides bring you even more holiday cheer and is only missing carolers and jason in a silver suit that's all it's I missing mean, when, there I, when i say silver i mean like reflective <laughs> it's like the stuff that we put in our windows it was in the summertime not, it was like silk it was like silk silver oh man yeah. you i bet you felt so fancy oh. and so dapper okay. You did. Only... How old are you? Oh, like 19. I totally thought you were going to be like, oh, you know, 15, 14. No, no, no. no. I was involved there when I was like, <laughs> I was like uh, the 18 and 19. So right before you moved to Chicago yeah. then? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I, there's got to be pictures. I know there's pictures out there. I'm going to find them. No, everybody didn't have a digital camera. It's probably on that. some disposable camera, like sitting in somebody's junk drawer that's never been never. developed. <laughs> so we'll share both of those articles uh, in the uh, show notes and uh, in the description as well. Let's uh, shift gears here. We're going to okay. take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue on our Baja to Alaska journey. And we are finally entering Alaska in this episode. Uh, we are going to travel the top of the world highway that takes you from Dawson City, Yukon, into Alaska, across the border, and then on to the little quaint town of Chicken and beyond. And as long as it has taken all of us here on the podcast to get to Alaska, that's pretty much how long it felt for us to actually get to Alaska. We'll be right back. Be right back. This episode is sponsored by the Park Wolf app. Ever found yourself in the heart of a national park surrounded by beauty, but unsure where to go or what to see? That's where Park Wolf comes in. Park Wolf is the ultimate app for exploring national parks. As you drive, the GPS shows you what's coming up on the road, and an audio guide will fill you in on what's there so you can decide if it's worth a stop for you or not. Gas running low, looking for a bite to eat or a bathroom break? Park Wolf's got you covered. It keeps track of the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover areas. And the best part, it works without an internet connection. And if you're a wildlife enthusiast, you'll love Park Wolf's wildlife maps and sighting notifications. So before you set off on your next national park adventure, download the Park Wolf app for your iPhone from the App Store. It's your ultimate guide to national parks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. Okay, we are back, and uh, let's begin this discussion here. We're talking about the Top of the World Highway. So the Top of the World Highway 
is 79 miles of mostly gravel road. And this is this began where we talked in that last episode that we did about Dawson City. Mm-hmm. This began in West Dawson City across the across the river, had to take a ferry to get over here. And this is really where Top of the World Highway begins. So you will have to put your RV on a ferry if you want to do this. And again, it is mostly gravel. Now, that said, the gravel is very good for the, for the most part. And then when you cross into the U.S., you get this wonderful paved road for a while. But unfortunately, it finishes out with one of the worst sections of road that we mm. ever were on mm. on this mm. entire journey. What's really interesting <laughs> about this particular leg is if you heard us talk about uh, crossing into Canada, when we had met the border agent there and he was giving us some advice about going up to Alaska. Well, one of the things he said was, in essence, you're crazy if you do top of the world. Yeah. Like he was very much against us doing it. And I, I was nervous because I thought, well, we're being told not to do this. This is going to be really bad. But like every other road we encountered for the most part, except for this 27 miles we're going to talk about briefly, it just never panned out to be as awful as everyone made it out to be. And so maybe that's a blessing, maybe because they, you know, really set us up to think that this was going to be atrocious. But that section was atrocious. I mean, that was was really, I think that was the one place, just that section that lived up to some of the hype, but destruction bay li- was got real close, not, right? Which it is the got... other, which is the other way. So, d- so don't yeah. think that like there's like the, the, you're not gonna the, miss it. The main route that everybody takes was it was the one that was also nearly as bad. But I again, if you went slow, it was okay. it was fine. Well, it was manageable. So yeah. we had uh, before we crossed into Alaska the night before we stayed at this gorgeous boondocking spot oh my gosh. off so, of the highway top of the world highway it, it's called top of the world because it really feels like you're on top of the world mm-hmm. it really rides the ridges and tops of sort of hills and smaller mountains and you get just this gorgeous view of the alaska range there were very few people at oh. all on this road we were still early season a bit and mm-hmm. um once we parked at a pull-off for overnight great huge pull-off um we didn't see that many vehicles go by us no. and we really felt like alone in the middle of nowhere with just these 360 views of just gorgeousness just stunning we were able to work what we did was we came in later in the day we stayed through the work day the next day we had absolutely fine starlink and we took off and we headed for the border and when we got to the border it was very fine, very easy to cross in. Didn't really take that long. Everybody was very <laughs> they had nice. A sign on the on the door that yes. was like, "Yes, we live here all year." Like, yes. they, they're like answering like the questions <laughs> that people always ask. Yes, because this border crossing actually closes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you for for uh, you know obviously the colder months out of the year for most of the year. Top of the world sure. highways only open in the summer, but there are you know a couple border agents of, of on both the Canadian side and the American side that live there, and you don't hit like a major city. I mean, they are sandwiched between Dawson City and Toke. 
And neither one of those are like an, oh, no, we're out of milk. I'm just going to run to the store really quick. <laughs> no. No, there's no, no you is, don't run to the store. You hope you have a cow out back because that's, <laughs> that's the quickest way you're going to get milk. So this was really fascinating. We chatted with them. They were very nice. We get in. We go through. Nobody came aboard. We didn't do anything yeah. like that. Um, we cross, and it's like beautiful black top. Oh, it's wonderful, amazing oh, black top. There's a... There's a stop there with a, you know, welcome to Alaska sign, great for taking pictures and whatever, mm-hmm. and beautiful views. And the, oh. the, the drive is just on this wonderful blacktop. And I was driving this day. Yeah. So this was the first time I had <laughs> driven a, a border crossing and I, I wanted to do it. And you're thinking like, so, oh, yeah, USA, yes, here USA, we go. USA. <laughs> you know, we cross and it's like, yes, yes, look at this beautiful road oh go america go and we're driving and it's like two miles and then ka-chunk. i said it's a little more than that i think there was probably like 15 uh, miles maybe. Of it or uh, so and i don't it. even think it was that it wasn't nearly as long as you wanted it to be and all of a sudden it's ka-chunk. and then the whole 27 remaining miles and it's very twisty and kind of turny as you're going. And so, you know, sometimes with these washboard roads, if you can kind of get up to speed a little bit, you know, you, you can kind of pull back on all of the shake, rattle and roll. Wasn't possible really because of the way that the road was designed. And I, I remember when we pulled into Chicken, I just thought that was the longest drive of my life to give you some context this is this is why we we keep saying that we think that like the people who are traveling quicker are the ones that are getting damaged into the rigs this overall journey between dawson city and chicken was a hundred miles and we took two days to do it yeah we didn't need two days to do it but like we went slow the 27 miles. That took a while. That took. <laughs> that took, I think, two hours. Almost two hours, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it yeah. took 12. Yeah. Um, so when we pulled into, and you all have heard us, we're not going to go too much into chicken here because this will be like the third time we have just well, we, it was our waxed poetic. It was our fresh tank. when It was your fresh tank when we were there. And we talked about it on the episode with Jamie and Clay mm-hmm. as well favorite spots i do want to give a little back story about chicken oh, because we haven't done yeah. that before so the town of chicken it was intended to be named ptarmigan because there are lots of ptarmigans in the area ptarmigans are the alaska state bird but the miners who settled there couldn't agree on how to spell ptarmigan so they settled <laughs> on chicken there weren't any chickens there it has nothing to do with actual chickens but that's why they ended up call can you uh, calling it chicken can you imagine if you were the miner trying to convince everybody else that there's a p in front of that t <laughs> and you're like no guys seriously i promise you this is how we spell it and they're just like bob just carry it go just go bob you're banned from what we're now going to call chicken the town of chicken has a population of 21 people in the summer in the summer and six in the winter uh-huh. it is it is a very very small place they get their mail twice a week via plane they have no trash service at all they have to drive their trash many many miles so you're not going to find a place here where you're going to you're not going to find a dump station you're not nope. going to be able to fill your water and you're not going to be able to empty your trash here yes take your trash with you <laughs> yes. take it with you do them a favor 
but we stayed in the parking lot in the back sort of parking lot area of the chicken creek saloon which is sort of a it's sort of a little old western downtown looking thing mm-hmm. where it is a tiny saloon next to a tiny cafe and then on the other side of it is a tiny gift shop and they have like a six dollar gas pump out front and when we were there, one person was walking back and forth, basically, and dealing with all of it, except for the mm-hmm. cafe part. The bartender. Yeah. Was yeah. the bartender. That's pretty much it. Now, the 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 saloon is kind of the thing that people go there to hang out. And, Put their and underwear the on the ceiling. For some it's reason, fine. you staple your underwear to the ceiling. But there is, across the street, some, like old mining equipment there's a historic dredge that you can see mm-hmm. big, big huge historic dredge you have to pay for it to tour it it's yeah. part of uh i think the campground that's no, actually the, no that is not no. oh okay there is a now if you are wanting more of a campground setup because beware that over at the saloon it's very very limited parking and nothing big is getting in there we were kind of a little big for it Oh, if yeah. we were big and yeah. Jamie and Clay were big. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was yeah. tough for us to all get in there. So this the campground across the street you can stay at. Um, they there's all, I think they also operate a, a fuel pump as well. And they have a little cafe and a little gift shop. And we walked over there. There's a big chicken yeah. over it's there, too. a really too. cool big, big metal chicken. Take and, your picture uh, with the big metal chicken. That's a hot spot. this is is also no i mean you're paying to stay the night for no hookups yes um i think they do have electricity that they can turn on when they have the the music festival there is a chicken stock there's chicken stock happens so good at this campground they've got a stage that's made up of like two flatbed trucks backed up against each other and um and they have this big music festival there every year and i think they might turn on some electricity via generator during that because there are lots of outlets out in the outer area but that but the main campground does not have electricity water none of it they do have they do have showers and bathhouses yes they do have an on-site shower bathhouse that you can utilize and but if you're just going through for the night and you can get over into the saloon we highly recommend going into the saloon. And I got highly recommend those lemon drop martinis over yeah, there. Yeah. I'm that bartender. He was yeah. solid. He was just a young man from like Southern California. I think San Diego. They had a, he was at the university yeah. there and he just wanted something adventurous yeah. for the summer. And he was like, well, finally, Chicken Saloon is hiring. I've been yeah. trying to get a job here forever. Why not go to Alaska? So it it is... Um... They have a surprisingly good selection of Alaskan beer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a, a solid place. They have an amazing record collection. Like We played Weezer's Blue Album. You can go over there. They had Liza with a Z, y'all. <laughs> like, they have everything. They had, uh, like, uh, Metallica. I mean, they had... S- the record collection was so solid. I kind of want to just, like, send them a record. Like, wish, be like, add this um, to the collection. I wish we had eaten in the cafe. That's the only thing that we didn't do. But it, the, mm, it, this, this place is pricey it's because, pricey. obviously, for them to get ingredients out there yeah. is not easy. We blew our budget yeah. on the drinks the night before. Yeah, so, yeah pretty much. You know, pretty yeah, much. we did our part. <laughs> we said thank you for letting us stay here for free. We just we just drank also, it. we bought lots of souvenirs. Everybody oh, got a t-shirt. Yes, basically. Jason's wearing, yeah. if yeah. you're watching or note for yeah. the audio, Jason is wearing his Chicken Creek Saloon t-shirt today uh, as we're filming. But this was just, it was a lot of fun. It, after... I also saw a moose in the parking lot. <gasps> a mom, it's great. Yeah, a mom a and a baby. baby. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I forgot. I just, it was so... And I, you know, I fresh tanked it right after it happened because it 
was so impactful. It it goes down as one of my favorite nights, one of my just sort of favorite moments yeah. from all of this, very similar to the night in Baja where we were staying at Playa Santa Spock and they had music going for Valentine's Day and yeah. we like danced and just, you know, just sat around and had some drinks and just it was a really fun and uh, relaxed atmosphere. Everyone's just, just you're in chicken. This like, what was also the first place where I think we had lots of conversations with other people there yeah. about where we're going yeah. and about what the roads are like, which direction we're heading, all this different stuff. In Alaska, everything yeah. had been sort of Canadian based up until this point. And but now you start getting the Alaskan intel. Yeah, like yeah. here, here it goes yeah. where everyone starts, like you said, sharing their routes, talking about where they've been. How did you think this road was? So here you go. This is when we really started, yeah. I think, to find that RV Alaska community and started to even see people that we had seen in chicken we ran into later on down the road so it was very cool we did a night there when we left chicken we headed to toke alaska which was ended up being just a one night stop um is where you're gonna end up if you come in on the alaska highway so this is sort of where the two these two routes kind of will merge and a lot of people will stop and toke to sort of refuel, mm-hmm. dump and fill, get groceries, all that sort of stuff. Not not too special of a town. Sorry, folks of toke um, in terms of like scenery or anything like that. Um, smallish still, but has this kind of services that you need. Yeah, there's a place yeah. uh the there's a campground there that has a car wash in the campground and a, an RV wash too. And I think that was another thing about top of the world is that we expected to come out of that filthy. We, that well, was another we saw other people come yes. out of it filthy and we we just And we thought well we we're going to be filthy too. So lucky we missed no, all we the missed, rain. We, we just it. kept missing the rain. It's just a little dusty. Cuz when you go on these gravel roads when it's rained it, it the, this micro dust just turns the RV is like completely yeah. solid brown. Like it's like, it's like almost an intentional skim coat of, of yeah. light brown. So yeah. we didn't stay at a campground there, but what we did find Jamie found was there's a gas station there that if you fill up, uh, you can use their dump station, their water fill, and you can stay in the back lot that they have for free. And so we thought this is perfect. We're we're doing an overnight. It was right next to a small grocery store. So what we did was we filled up because we needed to. They had both diesel and uh, regular. We and also got propane there. We Yes, we were able to fill our propane. That was a cost, but we were able to fill the propane. So we just topped everything off. And in fact, um, we filled up our water, dumped our tanks and everything that night. And then our whole family showered that night and the next <laughs> morning the next, day. the next morning we went in and we said you know we need to fill propane is it okay if we fill propane and, and pay for filling that may we use your dump station again yeah. you know because we didn't want to um, abuse the service and totally yeah. yeah and they were so nice about it yeah. but we didn't just want to assume and we wanted to be gracious for the fact that we had these you know facilities that we could use so the next day we filled the propane and then before we headed out, we dumped all of the tanks again. We filled the fresh water right back up 
and headed out on the road. Jamie and Clay, um, the night before, actually washed their rig. There is a place at that gas station, too, for a cost to wash your rig as well. So they did that. So Yeah, because we'd, we hadn't dumped or filled water since before Dawson City, I believe. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we were able to do that in Dawson I know you couldn't no. have the campground in No, we in were Dawson in need. City. Um, so we were definitely in, of showers. It was, it was time. Right? Yeah, and I made a I made a reel about this, and so I will this week once the episode comes out, I will reshare that reel across social media so that you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, you can find that as a short on YouTube. I'll post it on the RV Miles podcast uh, YouTube channel, or I'm also going to put it out on the RV Miles Instagram or RV Miles Facebook or RV Miles TikTok. So you can go over and you can look and see what we're talking about when we say do this. And then you get all of yeah. these extra amenities built into it as well. Yeah. I want to throw in here too that the, the road between just past chicken on to toke, I believe is, is uh, I believe it starts just past chicken is the Taylor highway. Mm -hmm. And my memory of that is, is limited, but I believe it was, it was pretty great. I feel like if my memory is limited and I don't that's, have an opinion on it, thing. nothing amazing yes. or bad happened <laughs> and so that's a good thing all right that's our journey along the top of the world highway into chicken and beyond we're gonna take a break and when we come back we'll check the level of our tanks we'll be right back you know when i was a kid one of the best christmases ever i remember my dad bringing out a brand new bicycle into the living room when i was like seven years old what's the adult version of that what's the way that you can deliver that best gift ever affect this holiday season well you can still do it with a bike electric e-bikes will impress even the hardest person to shop for on your list there are lots of e-bikes to choose from out there but there's only one electric xp the best-selling e-bike in america it's the perfect gift for the explorer the eco warrior or the parent on your list or just as a treat for yourself and starting at just 749 these e-bikes are friendly on your wallet Plus, you can get hundreds of dollars in free accessories when you purchase this holiday season at electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E bikes.com. Welcome back. And it is time to check the level of our tanks. Okay, Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Why? Why? What? Why do brown washcloths exist? And I... What? I, so we have a brown washcloth, or maybe several, okay. and other people do too. Um, so this is not shaming anybody that own brown washcloths. Wow, why are you coming at the brown washcloth community like this? I don't understand dark-colored washcloths, whether it be for dishes or washing your body, because you don't know what you can't see what's. Are on you them. so dirty that you need like you need to a visual? Okay, I'm not. Well, I'm not going to keep this gross and I'm not going to talk about washing your body, but imagine washing dishes when you wash dishes and you're scrubbing out a pan or something like that. You say, say, you, visual... have a, say you have a white wash. Uh -huh. You're going to see like some, some like grease and oil stains on that, that you're going to rinse the heck out of that washcloth to get it all out. But if then you the... have a brown washcloth, you're not getting that visual in just in scrubbing and rinsing it out. But the white washcloth becomes stained. And yeah, so how do you, you can, know no, then you, that you've actually gotten it out? Now you have a stained white washcloth. I know. Your they, visual they don't get, if you wash them, they don't get stained. Plus you can use bleach on white. You can't use bleach on, on anything else. I, 
I am trying real hard to come with you on this journey of brown washcloth. I, I guarantee you, there are going to be comments I, that brown washcloths are gross, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. Brown washcloths <laughs> are just, gross, and they shouldn't exist. You know when they're gross when you don't wash them and you reuse them. And a brown washcloth, when you're doing dishes, your visual that the thing is clean is the thing you're washing. And then you're using hot water and soap the whole time. And then if you wring it out, as long as you wring it out and the water is running clear, it's not dirty anymore. I think we need to do an experiment with I a lighter color and a darker color wash washcloth. More dishes. <laughs> and you need to you need to see. I think I think Look, I'm gonna come up with an. Experiment I mean, just for this. use a loofah. Come up like with just. Just use a loofah. That's what it comes down to. I like a washcloth. I like putting the washcloth I... on my face and getting, you know, get really. I'm sorry. In, I... And all the like the crevices around your nose and behind your ear and all that. Hard to do with a loofah. I, sure. I just, you know, this feels this. I just, I, hey, you know what? It's your black tank and you treat <sighs> it the way you want to treat it. Brown washcloth. You gross. just take them on a hay rack ride and off into the sunset go the brown washcloths. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> what is in your fresh tank this week? Snow. White washcloths? No, there is no. There's like three inches of snow on the ground. Our first snow of the year here was actually a substantial snow that stuck. I know. And I love it. I'm so excited. It now, was Saturday morning. I, I, I know you're not the biggest snow fan, but but no, it was magical. I, I, it was beautiful, but also uh, there's. I, I love snow, um, but even if you don't love snow, I think most of us can agree it is way better than very cold rain. Oh, for sure. And I I really can't stand when it is. There's lots of precipitation, and it is between like you know like thirty two and. 42 degrees like that's the zone mm -hmm. i'm just not a fan of i'd rather just be colder and be able to brush this stuff off of me right yeah i mean it's currently like 19 degrees outside right now we're yeah. doing our best not to go outside if we can help but it it's but gonna warm up and all melt tomorrow so it's yeah. gonna warm up it's all gonna go away it was yeah. beautiful i i love snowfall i loved woke up in that beautiful saturday morning to the snow coming down and that I love that. And I think I have gone on record as saying what I don't love is when we get to like February and we have 10 feet of brown, disgusting snow just piling up all over the place. And it's at that point, it's just meh. You just you're like, I'm so over it if I see one more snowfall. But at the beginning of the year, especially this time of year. It's so nice that it's actual snow and not a bubble machine. I, I agree. I know. I agree. It's beautiful. All right. What is in your black tank this week? So my black tank and I just, I'm really frustrated. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my doctor that I'm really frustrated with. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm really, really, I'm black tanking my doctor. Well, she's my ex doctor now. Like she and I have to part ways because I was sent yesterday for this test that 
I never should have been sent for that I felt like I was sent for um, sort of secretly backhandedly. I had had a, a well visit recently with my doctor and I had been talking about some issues I've been having with my hands. Like it's definitely joint issues that I'm having with my hands. And she really didn't want to hear like what I had to say. And I was trying really hard to get her to, to listen. And she was just very, very much convinced that it was carpal tunnel, even though we had gone down the list together of all of the symptoms of carpal tunnel and who is at risk. And I met none of that criteria, but she was still very, very much convinced. And then after talking to me a little bit more, she was like, oh, maybe it's not. Let's get you in with, uh, you know, a, a, into the to see a rheumatoid doctor. We'll get you over there. We're going to have them take a look and whatever. And so I got a call that um, I was had an appointment with the doctor. I thought we were going to go in and maybe talk because um, some, I think it might be maybe rheumatoid arthritis or something. There's definitely inflammation. I get there and what I was scheduled for was a carpal tunnel test. And if you've ever had one of those, that meant for 10 minutes, I sat there and he spared me. He only did one arm. I was subjected to electric shocks and multiple needle pricks over and over and over. Uh, even though after talking to me, he was like, I'm not quite sure why this was ordered for you, but this is what was ordered for you. Let's go ahead and do it. Does the left hand. And he's like, you have the most perfect nerves of like anyone I've ever seen. Like your nerves are, per I have perfect nerves. Let's just I, make sure I, that I doctor. Like you're going to be very I, proud I'm of that very now. proud. I have you're perfect gonna, nerves. You're, you're going to make your brother get a test. Yes. Just to I, see who has to show <laughs> yeah. him that you have better nerves. Yes. I, yes, I am. I I'm going to make everyone in my family go get tested so that we can find out who has the best nerves in the family. Uh, he was like, you're very healthy. It's clear that, you know, you eat pretty clean. You must not drink a lot. I giggled. I was like, okay, that's, I just have good nerves. And he's like, we're not even going to do the right hand. Yeah. He's like, there's absolutely no point. So you know what? Black tank to you, ex-doctor, for not listening to me, for wasting my time, for wasting this doctor's time, for not trusting that maybe sometimes the patient really does understand their body. And I would have really have liked to have been able to speak to someone about why I can't basically move my hands in the morning when I wake up. But now I can't because I have to go back to not you and get somebody else to refer me so I can be seen. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a little frustrating. I'm very sorry. Really, really, really frustrated. And I know that not all doctors are like this because I've had some really Obviously, yeah. tremendous doctors um, along my health journey. And you've had many other issues and, with this doctor. Uh, yes. Not just this. Oh, yeah. This is the same doctor yeah, that yeah. was like, uh, I only have time to listen to two things if you want to talk to me. I'm what no does joke. that even mean? No joke. She said to me the last time I saw her. Um, I only have time to listen to you talk about two things. If you need to talk about more than two, you're going to have to make a follow-up appointment. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to see you too. Okay. <laughs> well, what, the, what two things do I want to talk about today? <laughs> Not that I was going in with like a, you know, I didn't like a scroll didn't roll out and me be like, well, let's start with item number one. I had like four things I wanted to talk to her about. I was only allowed to pick two. All right. There you go. 
All right, what is in your fresh tank this week? Okay, so I have two things in my fresh tank. The first I want to talk about is uh, lighting on the commons. This is an event that we went to here in the Quad oh, Cities. It is, it is part it of is what I mentioned it, at the yeah. beginning of the show. And the reason why I want to talk about it is it's just one example of why I don't necessarily consider the Quad Cities like a mid-sized town, like an Omaha or a Minneapolis. Or no, something. it's a little smaller. It's than it's like yeah. yeah, I consider it a small town with an airport, <laughs> and I just. What I really appreciated about this particular event, so this is an event they do in John Deere Commons. John Deere is huge in the Quad Cities area. So they have this John Deere Commons, which has like this museum and it has all this John Deere equipment in it that you can go and get on. And oh my gosh, the kids, they can climb in the Full-size combine Incredible. inside and you can go up and sit in the cab. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And there's this lovely little area down there. It's in downtown Moline. And so they have this event where they celebrate lighting the whole commons like they have lights everywhere and it's but what i'm what i'm fresh thinking about this is let me tell you everything we did and i want you to keep in mind that everything that i'm about to list was 100 percent free to the community yeah there was free coffee there was free cider there was free hot chocolate there were free un- delicious sugar cookies as many as you wanted not just free one time but as many times as you wanted to come up and get a cookie as long as they had them you could have them there was visits with Santa. There was an entire children's section where you could make um, ornaments and do holiday art. And then they had two different balloon artists on site that were making Henry walked away with a balloon sword. You know, they had that. They had a jazz band that was playing for most of the event. A really good three-piece jazz band was going on. They had some characters there for pictures. They had a little picture section set up. They had wagon rides with these gorgeous horses that you could get on you could ride all the way around the little downtown area and they'll bring you back all of this one or two of them was a hay rack i know two of them was a hay rack it was amazing <laughs> did we end up on the hay rack i think we did yes. did we end up we on did, the hay rack we, did. we, did, we, we did. didn't we didn't get the there was like some beautiful uh, we like got the hand carved wagons that we we didn't get on no we got the one that was like chuck bring the back up because we got too uh, many people and waiting with the lighting there was fireworks too and and there was so some some newscast celebrities got up and and newscasters. You know, you, this is like you said, you're on the plaza. Oh. There's like a little stage, and the local weatherman gets up and talks. Yeah, and, and, and then the mayor talks. It is. It was. It was out of a Hallmark movie. It was, and she was fantastic. And you know, all local children got to be like the elves to Santa, and he was a. Good. Good Santa. Good Santa. Yeah. And then the lights come on and they're playing music and there's fireworks. All of this was free. Every single thing was free. There was a time when like, because it's obviously it's sponsored, right? Yeah. So there are like several sponsors that pay for it. There was a time that there was a lot more of this stuff where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's covered by sponsors and there's not admission fees. Like, there's not like you pay at every station. But even just like to pay to do the art or to have the yeah. the ride you know everything's free everything was free and i i thought that that was really lovely and you know the mayor when she got up and spoke one of the things i really appreciated was that she was like you know we're so glad you all are here no matter where you've come from everyone is welcome you know this is not just an event for Moline, but this is an event for the entire community of the quad cities and i really like that you know that is built into this event that it is is really for the community at large and so you know they get my fresh tank so that's one fresh tank i got a second one oh. then we're going to move on oh. 
I just I know because everyone's been really curious. I know you all need a fantasy football update, so I just want to give you a fresh tank because oh, this was a really Lord. good weekend for me. You know he so doesn't. Let's... He doesn't listen. I don't to care this that he podcast. doesn't listen. So I don't care that he doesn't listen. It is not. Don't act like this for my brother. This, this is, is for you're going to get a lot of insight so, into Abby here. Yeah. So listen, this weekend I had to play my brother Jason. Okay, my brother Jason and I are only 22 months apart. We are competitive human beings. We're tributes. Um, that is he was of a century. Jason is ten and like ten and one in the league. It's infuriating. I'm eight and four or seven and four. I can't remember exactly mm. what I am. I'm like mid road. I was like in third or fourth mm. place. I'm four and seven. I know it's rough being you. Mm. Um, at the beginning of the weekend at Thanksgiving, Jason's quarterback just like crushed it. He had Prescott on the Cowboys, crushed it. And Jason just starts trolling. He starts trolling me in the in the family. Very, text very clear. Thread. Her brother's name is Jason. Yeah, J Trey. We We're can call not him. We'll call him J Trey. About me. Yeah. So J Trey starts like just. Oh wow! Look at this. And all through the weekend, he's like, "Can I get an update on what's going on with the games this weekend, Ethan?" He's texting my son, being like, Ethan, you need to give your family an update on what the standings are in the games. Because he was projected to win. We roll into last night's game, Bears-Vikings, Monday Night Football. I had DJ Moore. He had two players on the Vikings, can't remember their names. The tight end and, uh, I think, a, a running back. Uh, anyway, um, I beat him. I beat him by three points and it came down to the last 59 seconds and it was tremendous and it was glorious and I was able to take the photo that he had sent on Thanksgiving like xing me out and circling him I was able to send the exact same photo xing him out and circling me and taking the w and I just know that everybody really wants to know what's going on in fantasy football because we're getting close to the playoffs we're getting not the playoff playoffs of the nfl we don't get to participate in that all our playoffs have to happen before the actual playoffs and i'm going to the playoffs i just want to you're going to the consolation i think it's a blessing that i am you know i have a losing team because (laughs) i just i did have more i did have more points than anybody else in the league this week doesn't mean anything though for him but it was also my first win in like five weeks yeah he's gonna end up in the consolation game which is like nobody cares yeah nobody cares about spots five six seven and eight uh what really matters is one two three and four we'll battle it out for what we call the trombardi at our house or what you call the trombardi oh no i made fetch happen with this one yeah um and so that's that's where we're at i mean it's been a few weeks since we've given you a fantasy football update and i and just know very important yeah to, to it is like, RV miles. that was like hey this was a good week for both of us okay for RV that's miles. it for this week's episode of the rv miles podcast oh, you are so boring sometimes thank you so much for listening to this podcast today and for celebrating our wins big or small we hope you are celebrating some wins this week too and if you have any questions for jason and i you know where to find us we are over in the rv miles facebook group or if you're watching this on youtube definitely leave a comment down below that's the best way to get a hold of us and of course as we roll into the end of 2023 we hope that you remain happy and healthy and you keep logging those rv miles bye everybody. goodbye